Hey, what's up? This is Aja. Hey, what's going on? This is Lamar. And this is the Breath of Fresh Society podcast. Today's episode, of course, um, in honor of Black History Month, is another Black History Month episode. And today we're going to switch it up a little bit. For the past two weeks, we've talked about unknown um, figures, as well as our last week's episode was about um, Colin Kaepernick. But this week, we're going to be focusing on a different subject still has um to do with you know black history month in general but we just wanted to get into a little bit of history on jim crow as well as some things that have been going on recently um for the past i'll just say 21st century so from like the 90s 2000s and up okay so um today's title is breaking the chains Jim Crow versus the 21st century and the reason that I chose that title is because honestly breaking the chains I say that because it's a reference to slavery and I just feel as though those chains have not been fully broken mentally Yeah. if that makes sense so a lot of stuff that happened back in Jim Crow it's not gonna I'm not gonna say it's to the extreme that it's the same exact thing that's going on, but it's like we're trying to be enslaved, like I said, in a mental way. Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty much I agree with that, but I'll say like if you take in Jim Crow and what it was stood for, like I ain't gonna lie first before learning about it of course. I used to be like Jim Crow, like is a guy that made it these laws, but it just was the name they chose for the laws in that time or like that level of not to say racism social injustice mm-hmm. so like now like i get what you're saying about mentally because it is a is a form of like mental slavery going on right now like and that's what we are talking about with this topic as you said breaking the chain so definitely agree with you on that and yeah <laughs> but um <clears throat> you can go ahead i'm uh just wanted to say a little bit on that before we went forward so if you um don't know the original phrase jim crow actually um do you know where that came from no so um this is information straight off of google um it said it's actually contributed to um a song it's jump jim crow it's basically um a dance and you know making fun of black people Mm. is how i took that um, it's a white actor named Thomas D. Rice that performed in blackface when he performed. <laughs> so it's like a act that was making fun of black people. So they took that and basically made it into the name. Jim, Jim mm-hmm. That's some knowledge from me. I didn't know that. <clears throat> but that's, you know, that's another story. But that blackface thing, see? And that first surfaced in 1828. So they took a term from the 1800s and (laughs) turned it into a term that was going on in the 1900s. Because, yeah, that went around to, like, what, one of, like, the 50s or something like that for the Jim Crow era? The Jim Crow actually started, um, it was, I believe, in... It was 1877 to 1950. Oh, wow, so it was way earlier than I thought. I don't know why I was thinking just yeah. the 1900s, but yeah. So the late 1800s up until 1950. Almost 100 years of that BS. Yeah. 
this. So if you think about it, that honestly was really not that long ago. 19, yeah. That was like around my grandparents' time, and I have heard stories from my grandparents about stuff like that happening. Like my grandfather was in the Air Force and he traveled to different countries. He traveled to um, Turkey, Africa, um, a lot of different countries. And he said when he was like in the forces with some of his friends that were white and stuff, like they had to walk through separate. They would walk through the front and him and the rest of the black people would go around the back to get their food and stuff. So I can only imagine like having to actually live through that. Yeah. And my mom, she's in her mid-50s now, but she was actually in the class um, that did the first transfer and you know, the county that I'm from. Oh, yeah. So she was actually in a um, all black school, but like right before it transferred over. So like she was in the migration, if that makes sense. Oh, so wait, before like the integration happened mm -hmm. with the wow oh. she was in i think she said elementary school when that happened wow okay yeah, so she, she got called names ago. and got looks and stuff and different things like that too so pretty much grandparents mom my aunt uncle a little bit older so they were still around when stuff like that was happening but they were a little bit younger yeah that's amazing because I, like i said i didn't I don't really think, well, I don't have an axe, but of course, yeah. Yeah, and if my town that I'm from actually has a Black History Month museum, and my grandfather is actually in the museum. So, I didn't tell you that, but. I think, you know, I think it recently we were talking about. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, well, what I'll say regarding all that, like, to be honest, um, like you said, breaking the changes, so just seeing the difference in time. Um, like you said, the mental enslavement thing is just something that's going to take time. People becoming more independent and more reliant and more aware. And I say even down to another fact of just making yourself more knowledgeable of things around you. Um, like for Jim Crow days, you know, like everything was basically kept from you. You were given the bottom of the barrel, basically, out of you mm -hmm. know, as far as treatment goes or whatever, you know. So it kind of was like. Like we said, that's not that long ago. So us coming out of, you know, as a people in general, coming out of that and transitioning in society, we do see a lot of smaller changes, but like that mental enslavement thing is like that blind eye. Like we think things are clear because we have like, we have our rights and stuff presented to us and all that now, but there is still a lot of things that are targeting minorities, to be honest. Yeah. I will say it is, so... And it is Black History Month, so we mainly are focused on history about black people and facts. But yeah. however, there was other races that were targeted around that time as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of Latinos were targeted. Yeah. There were other groups that were targeted. So um, maybe that's something else that we can get into on another episode. But there's been a lot of like stuff in the media recently that just makes me think about like, how unfair, like we get it. Like the most recent thing, you know, Shakira Richardson, is that, that's her last name? I believe so. Got yeah. in trouble oh, for, the, the star. Yeah, she yeah. got in trouble for, um, if you don't know, basically her mother passed away right before the match. So she smokes a little bit of weed to get her mind off of it. They drug tested her and she was disqualified. However, um, I can't remember the girl's exact name, but oh, the figure skater? there was a figure skater recently 
white origin. She took some of her grandfather's medication that was actually, it's like a banned medica- heart medication. Right. Um, she's underage, and they drug tested her. It showed up, and they gave her a warning, but she's still going to be able to skate. They try to throw in there that she was a minor, so I guess they're trying to say like, oh, she She didn't know any better type thing. But those are literally two of of the same exact situations. And you can't say that it's not about color. Yeah, I'm not gonna Because weed is is fucking legal and basically how many states now? I know it's over at least 15 stone states have a legal now. Just about over 15. So you're telling me... But regardless, me it's still weed versus an actual pharmaceutical... Drug. A drug that's banned yeah. on top of that. It it's, wasn't oh, like... It was a banned ban It's a, Oh, shit. So yeah. it's not like she just went and, and took some random, you know, like anxiety medication or heart medication that was like even if she did that's still not the point yeah it's not even the point that it was banned it's just the fact that they gave her a slap on the fucking wrist and i feel like shikari could have went further if yeah i mean i feel like that probably discouraged her low-key because it's like and she tweeted about it like i want to know the reason i would too oh yeah but but with the other girl like why is she still allowed to compete you can't say because it it's a minor because now the Trump, age the doesn't Trump have card, nothing yeah, to do Trump with card it. To the being a minor <laughs> would be that the the medication was also on the ban list. Now, like I said, if you can like having marijuana in your system doesn't even necessarily mean you smoked it like right then and there. It could linger it for for weeks at a time. So she was gonna be ready and focused to compete. But I do feel like that's hearing that story like it, that's totally unfair. And like you said, I'm not going to target any other categories. Put that in minor or not. They're both were competing at an Olympic level. So that does not that's not the case. They were both competing in the Olympic level. So take the age whatever factor out and look at the bias of it, to be honest. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up with this whole Jim Crow versus I'm sorry, Jim Crow versus the 21st century thing is, is because I know there's a lot of runners and athletes back then that had issues with racism as well and not being able to run or being banned from certain places because of color and people would not look at that as the same situation but I do because why was she singled out? Yeah. Kind of like the only really black racer I know what was Jesse was Jesse Owens, the guy. Mm-hmm. The highest situation it was of course about color. But then that's what that's what now matter of fact before we go for it with the the Rich um Shakai Richardson case, think about it now. They can't just come on and say, Oh yeah, you black, so that happened, you gone. And they ain't gotta get no reason behind it. Now it's more of a bylaw thing like it's a law in place you can't have that in your system and they can't come out and say for the figure skater that hey you have a drug in your system that's banned as well so you technically got to be disqualified they can't come out and say it's the color thing now back in the day you could mm-hmm. now you can't come out and say it so now you got to pin it on the drug but what comes down to it now like Chicago, why was why is she still allowed to compete in the Olympic category sport with a banned heart medication. Like, the fact that she was still going to run and her mother passed away, she just wanted to get her mind off of it for a moment. And that's what marijuana is used for, anxiety, depression, stress, stress, things like that. So I'm like, I don't know the full story on the skater, 
I don't know if she took it just. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Keep it real. No, I'm not saying that it matters, yeah. but like, I would like to hear the full story just to see how they tweaked it and tailored it to yeah. try to make it sound okay on her part. But like, even if it was you, t- like you said, like I know you were stopping yourself from not trying to make something like you was giving an excuse. Even if you were saying like she took it because she needed to take it, you know the risk of that. Yeah. You know the risk. You're not you're not young to a point where you, you know. You're She's like, seventeen. Yeah, She's on, not five. And what, I don't know what her country of origin is, but you know, in some other countries, they are treated as adults at those younger ages too. Mm-hmm. She's competing at a, again an Olympic level, so she's not. She she knows you have to be aware of stuff like that because if not if that's the case if you're not aware of it you'll do whatever you know mm-hmm. you're not gonna risk your so if you were aware of it not not knowing that specific medication may not have been allowed cool but being that it was it shouldn't have been no oh oh well slap on the wrist you can go ahead and keep on skating you still got that drug in your system at the end of the day that should be in the in the story same situation. And it's crazy because so. I've heard even Serena Williams has has said she's quoted before that she has been d- drug tested way way more times, more numerous times than her white fellow counterparts have. Yeah, like they'll just randomly drug test her like a lot versus like like you know how usually it's like the whole team gets a drug test. Mm-hmm. It's like the, I guess they'll pick and choose who they want to drug test. I've heard basketball players and football players say that before Same too. Deal. Same deal. Like I said, it's it's, it's the unspoken. Like they think now. we're because we're black, Dang. we're the criminals. Of course, we're doing drugs. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like that because it's like like you said, they, you can't come out and say it. And like you like I said, they don't have to give the reason. Like back then, there there was so much more. Like in Jim Crow days, let's say let's just use that. Well, even though it's like early fifties, let's just say in over time, it's been back in the day where it wasn't really needed for a cover story. It's not really needed for me to overshadow or say something without saying it. You know, yeah. Put it in simple terms for people. It's it's easier for me to say something without saying it back in the day because it was already black and white, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Black and day. You know you couldn't do this if you were black. You know, yeah. And people can't act like that doesn't that didn't exist and that it just disappeared because it's not shown anymore. And that's what we deal with today in this 21st century time is that is not displayed. So it's thought to be like done away with, watered down, taken out of the picture. But now we got more remnants of it. Like I said, from a mental standpoint, like things that we can't control because it's the law. And you can't tell me, this kind of relates back to our last week's episode, the Colin Kaepernick episode. I don't care if I get hate for saying this, but I think if Colin Kaepernick was fully white, then they would have stood behind him. It would not have been this whole thing of him getting kicked out of the NFL. And I agree, but I'll say this, you'll be surprised. It's having that viewpoint of make people that are on the other side of what he believes, you know, probably still would have stayed against him, but I'm saying I agree with you. If he was fully white and he wasn't biracial, it would have definitely became a, a thing of like we want to stand with him probably. Or he has some sort of reason to do so. Yeah. And I get what you're saying because when, when other people of 
you know, Caucasian descent, whatever, were agreeing with them and saying them they were getting bashed by other people. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe they're doing it. Like, whoa, because he's white. You know, he can't have. They were burning the Nike stuff and doing all this other stuff. Like what? You you can't have an opinion. Like first of all, Nike is too damn expensive for me to be burning. (laughs) Burning, it's burning. I don't don't care if it's a pair of shoes that I bought from Walmart with his name on it. Why am I gonna burn it? Like that's stupid. Yeah, but it it, (laughs) it goes to show that at least some companies and people that have an influence are trying to show change because that they didn't have yeah to do he nike. got nike did not that, have to go out their way to do that and he got the ben and jerry's ad too oh yeah okay yeah but i, I don't know i'm just saying like, but that's just like a little it's yeah. not really off subject but i just wanted to oh, point no, that out too conversation oh yeah, it's, yeah but it's still athletics yeah so yeah that's that's just it's i'm gonna say everything is just an issue and like you said it will take change however there's always going to be that one group of people that doesn't want to see us move forward. And and that comes back to like another thing. Well, like I said, not to get too far from what we're saying, but like we're talking about Jim Crow and stuff. You think about the families and stuff that grew up and were actually proud to represent that Jim Crow law. And, and you know, and I'm not going to just put it on being confederate or whatever. I'm just going to say in general, if you stood behind Jim Crow back in the day with your family lineage, you may not could have helped but come up believing that or feeling that way. Because people do, you know, I believe in nature versus nurture. Like if you brung up a certain way, it does affect your beliefs and stuff over time. Yeah, of you course. You always have a choice. Not gonna forget to say that you always have a choice, but if you choose to, then that becomes your lineage as well. So I'll just say with that, I do feel like a lot of things are like, you know, just generational and carried over. So when we talking about Jim Crow versus now, like when you, I love how you said that in the beginning about the mental thing. That's the main thing I was paying attention because when you said it's like mental enslavement doesn't have to be physical we don't have to call you that word anymore we don't have to you know really put it in black and white for you and say you can't go here or go there we it's just a you know you know thing and yeah yeah so i'm, I'm yeah <laughs> but yeah like honestly it's like you said it is a generational thing like you know i i say this often on here when we talk about subjects like this like i grew up in one of the most racist areas yeah. <laughs> in, you know, Richmond, Virginia area. Yeah. I'm not going to say where I'm from, guys, but where I was from was very racist. And I had friends that used to come to school that I wouldn't be able to hang out with outside of school because their family was racist. Mm. So back then, it kind of was like, you know, why? Like, I don't understand, blah, blah, blah. But now that I've gotten older, it's kind of just like, it really wasn't their fault. It was them being taught that way. And the people that were my age, you know, our generation, millennials, like, they knew better. Like, they would say, oh, yeah, my parents are very racist, (laughs) but I don't care. Yeah. I know why. I'm I'm laughing because I've had friends have to say that to me. Like, yeah, man, I don't know if you could be able to come around my parents there. Yeah. I said, oh, I said, for real? I said, dang, I said, I'm surprised. You know, I had a couple of friends that I used to game with or play like Yu-Gi-Oh! with back in the day. And they used to have, and I used to be like, man, like, wow. But that's why I laughed because I, I, I knew exactly But yeah, that was, was like a regular thing. Yeah. Like, like I would see people outside of school and they wouldn't even speak to me because they were with their parents. And I'm just like, Sad. what are we, are we in the 1800s? Are like, come teaching, on. Are we still teaching this, first of all? Like, why is this still something that's being held on to? 
like I said, I, I always say this, and I know it's a little harsh statement, but I know we say this all the time. This is a brother first society, so it's like, did we enslave your whole your whole culture? Did we do something that y'all didn't deserve that? Like you just carrying on hate, not because something happened to you personally, but it was because oh, it just was how things are going. Like that's not how that goes. Like you. You it's it's so saying? funny that you say that because my parents told you, um, I'm not sure you haven't seen this movie yet. I saw like clips of it at my grandparents' house, but they were watching the Karen movie that they oh, came out with. Okay. It's um you remember I can't remember the actor's name, but she was in the or- Orange is the New Black, the one that was trying to like preach to everybody and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? I think that's who that was. The one that was like the method and what you knew about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she. Pl- yeah. I think that was her, oh, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> okay. But she played Karen, oh. and it basically was like a, a black family had moved to a really nice neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. Um, Tia Mari's husband was the husband, <laughs> and I can't remember the name of the other black act, the actor, but basically. Like she um was causing trouble, like doing everything mm-hmm. that a Karen would do, trying to get them kicked out of the neighborhood, calling the police on a group of black kids, and one of the group of kids, like their father was like one of the biggest like um criminal justice like racial based case lawyers in the area, which she didn't know at the time. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good movie to watch, but it kinda just shows like stuff that's going on. Yeah. My grandparents kept on getting mad while they were watching it because they're just yeah, fed up with stuff yeah, like that. But I wish honestly the Karen law that they put into effect in California was like a like a national thing. Cause you know um California came up with the law that's the Karen true. if you like call the police and like mm-hmm. for real type thing yeah something that could have been handled differently but since you assume you got like the and you can get i don't yeah. know if you get they get arrested or they get a fine for it uh, either one would be okay but, but that should definitely be something that is in every single state it, it is getting old so since we are you know trying to say talk about comparisons and stuff what is one change you you would like to recognize or do you feel like has occurred that you can mention like i said i know things aren't perfect we don't have, we're not where we should be still after all this time which is sad but what well, is something yeah you first i don't want to sound 100 percent negative i do want to say that every single caucasian white person out there is not bad oh, yeah. because even back in slavery times there were a lot of white people that actually helped slaves yes ha- like have them in their houses mm-hmm. and do different things like that and I do know a lot of, like, I have a lot of, like, white friends that aren't bad. So yeah. I'm not saying every single white person is racist. It's just the majority of it of them make it bad for everybody else. Right. But um, one of the biggest changes I, was, I would think would be Obama being in office. I never thought that we would see anyone of that, you know, color... And as the president of the United States, regardless of how you feel about him, (laughs) all opinions aside, just the fact that we were able to accomplish something like that and he got two terms terms. does show that there's change because it's like America elected him into office not once, but twice. Yeah. So that is something that I feel like is big. And let me pick it back all day before. And I got to vote during that time frame. Yeah, yeah. We definitely did. I was happy. Well, I got to vote the second time. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to vote first time. But to piggyback off that, definitely, I know people have that mixed opinions about Obama, and I know what has been said about him, like, over the last recent years, you know, from the stuff that's been leaked out, whatever. But please, 
understand how the presidency works. This is for people that are like not going to say that don't know about politics, but have to understand. The president is a figurehead. I'm going to say that first. So when Obama was trying to get those things done, he had to have the backing of the Congress and the Senate. He had to have backing to do these things. He's only the enforcer of the law. The Congress and the House is the ones that can pass that stuff. So if you got a figurehead that's a you know of African descent in the office, but your underlings like in the Democrat and Republican side are you know of other descent, Mm-hmm. And they're not willing to agree or help you push any of these laws forward. What do you think is going to happen? And see, that's any president. But I'm, I'm but saying it, they, it was extra hard for yeah, him. Yeah, because people were saying, like, Obama didn't do anything. For, I said it's not that he didn't want to. I feel like you can't, like a president, like I said, that's why I want to make that clear. It's a, being a figurehead is different from having power. Mm-hmm. I can be, I can have, I can be at the highest level possible, but my opinion, just like, if, let's break it in simple terms, be quick. So, say if you have a CEO of a company and then at the end of the day, you go public. Now your company don't just belong to you, it belongs to the public. You can be the head of that, but the power and say so belongs to who holds most of your company ownership or shares. They'll mm-hmm. be right there. So that's what I'm saying. Literally, that's what happened to Obama. So I respect it, you know, and me being a black man, seeing that in my time was definitely something I never, like you said, never thought I would see. It was very inspirational to me. I said, I love the Obama for him. Like I said, not just the, the calm, subtle role, but him even, you know, willing to deal with that, man. That man went through a lot of aging in those eight years. Like, you look at from his first term, first year to... Nice black hair. Man, that man came out looking crazy. I, like, he was done with life. I was like, yeah, he, he going on vacation as soon as he get on yeah, that helicopter. Yeah, and so, he's even... I like the fact that he's still involved with a lot of yeah. stuff, even though he's not in office yeah. anymore, because a lot of presidents don't do that yeah. anymore. Like, he stays involved. Michelle Obama is always involved mm-hmm. in stuff. I like the fact that he's, like, a regular person, like... The whole thing about his daughter came up about smoking weed. He's like, I used to smoke weed when I was younger, too. Like, she's going to live her life. Like, he's a regular person. And I just felt as though, like, people didn't even give him credit for stuff that, like, with the whole thing about him capturing, what's his name? Uh, what's it? Not was saying. Ben Laden? Yeah, he, they were like, oh, yeah. anybody could have done that. And I'm like, okay. well, why didn't y'all catch him before? But that's, and that's something, <laughs> too. They, they, took, they took that accomplishment. And still find a way to say that's all he did. I'm like, man, he got the troops out of Iraq. Literally, before he did that, the troops were literally in Iraq. They said since right. before Bush was out of office, they were in, basically in there in his, in his other term. And then it took him literally his first term, but then come second term, Obama got the troops out of Iraq. Got rid of um, Osama bin Laden, which is basically the head of that organization or whatever was attacked. But if it was George Bush or Biden or Trump or anybody else that would have done it, they would have been clapping their hands so hard. And it's so sad that I have to say stuff like that. But I, I honest to God, think that that is true. And he did other stuff. He put the... um, He did Obamacare, which people hate. But I actually think that it's worth it providing people with care when you can't afford it like yeah i know people were saying oh it was a little bit expensive but at the end of the day like, first of all no it, i know personally because i've yeah. been on obamacare before right. it's based off of income yeah so, if you, so make it, yeah. if you make a certain amount it's like you don't have to pay a certain amount per month yeah. like for me i was like working a job where i was like 
having part-time pay and right. I didn't pay over a certain amount per month. Right. So I'm like, why do people think that it's not like the best health care ever, like the top tier plan, but I was able to still get good care when it I was gave, on it. It gave, it gave you what you need when you couldn't like do so. And I, I feel like people, like it got, it got so much backlash that you see how once he was finally out of office that it got taken care of instantly. Like, right. So. But it's back now. They they well yeah. they changed the name. It's yeah. called the marketplace now. The marketplace. Okay. But like I said, they gotta gotta get a man some credit. Like, Which I don't understand. He, could, he was doing what he could. So. Which I don't understand too, because usually when a president like does something, they keep it at that president's right. name. Right. But they didn't do yeah, that with him either. either. Because <laughs> probably with law of the land type stuff, a president can change stuff with their veto power. But it's like, you know, respectfully and throughout be. history, that's usually what's done. Yeah. They didn't do that with him. And one of the biggest things, the LBGT community, yeah. giving them their rights. Like, yeah. Oh, and that, yeah. They didn't have to do that. Didn't right. That was, not, that was not a have to. That was a... That's like one of okay. the biggest things in history that we've yeah. ever seen. Because... We know who won that did it. Well, we're not going to talk about Mr. Trump because we know he won that did it. But we're going to leave that alone too. <laughs> um, I ain't going to get into that. We know Trump won that did it, but everybody wants Trump. But yeah, I say all this <laughs> stuff just to say that even though we are making progress, it's like they still want us to be held down to a certain degree. Yeah. And with things in place the way they are, it can't be that way for me. I just mentioned that. So since we have been going on for a second, but my biggest change I've noticed, I say is. It's things are becoming more resourceful for. Uh, I'll, I'm just, I know we're targeting, like you said, you know, specifically African Americans and you know black people. But I just say for minorities in general, things are becoming more resourceful. I do feel like people are extending their hand out a little more. I, I'm trying to use the right term for it. Like I feel like people are like starting to realize that it's better to try to come together more than work against each other because we already got so much against us type mm-hmm. thing. so i feel like that's a big change i'm starting to see make progress keyword make progress i'm not saying that it's there but to see as time goes on things like that to start push forward and develop and people don't mind like like i said reaching out and giving that advice or giving that extra you know hand yeah that's why i wanted to make the point of saying not every single person that's not black is is doing you know something wrong there are a lot of you know people out there that still try to help us yeah but no, that's what I'm saying. Like that's the one change I'm seeing. Like I'm talking about as far as amongst the people. Like, just like the whole yeah. police brutality thing. Not every officer is bad. It's oh, just no. the ones that do the things that make it them look bad as a community of police officers. Biggest, yeah, like you said, biggest thing is excessive force. I feel like with that, that and profiling, profiling and excessive force need to be hard looked and. Old, reworked as far as how it's applied because it is definitely on the wrong side of the law and if they want to call it the law everybody is equally treated so it should yeah so that's my that's my opinion on that part alone is literally like profiling people and obsessive force like yeah you, you know you got to be level-headed and calm and collected when you you on the beat you know what I'm saying you, you know what your job is is to protect somebody you know mm-hmm. here to look for something and then beat them senseless type stuff that's not what you you were you signed up to do and the only <laughs> thing i want to add on to that is number one you shouldn't take an oath to protect and serve if you have bias and prejudice against people 
because that just doesn't go hand in hand and you can't put people you can't put a racist white person latina person asian person in an all-black community you can't put a racist person in a predominantly black community yeah like that's just not gonna work profiling on the beat will be there the day to day and it's not even it may be because that's just how they are mentally wired but i did want to mention something because we're talking about stuff that i feel like needs to be changed and looked at too i'll say even that process i like i forgot the word you use now but like the taking the oath yeah <laughs> if 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 doing jury duty i'm going to speak from my personal one time i remember doing jury duty if they tell you if you have any biases this is what you got to before you can sit on there and judge somebody else for criminal acts or whatever, you gotta be able to hold it, sit there without bias towards it. If it's that easy for somebody to say, no, I don't hold any bias, and they let you be on that jury stand, whatever, you don't gotta go through any like, official documenting. I feel like they make it too simple to do that when it comes to being into the police force. <laughs> you, you know just made me think of something, yeah. and I'm not gonna get too off track, but I am yeah. gonna mention it, because this was like in the 90s, like I said, yeah. but like, the only difference I see with black people getting anywhere in the criminal justice system is if they have money. The reason I say that is because people might have their biased opinions about this, but I don't feel as though OJ would have gotten away if he wasn't at the level of status. I'm not going to say that he did do it. I'll say I think that he did it. I think either him or somebody in the family did it. And I think he wouldn't have gotten away with that unless he had the money and funds and the status to get away so that's the only exception to us getting forward within the our community is having money but we're not even gonna talk about that we have we have we would have hours of discussions talking about people getting away with that that could be a whole different episode that's gonna we're gonna run we're gonna run way cut run up over but i just wanted to put that in there because you said the thing about criminal justice that's perfect because i was like so status and stuff is a big thing too and that, I ain't gonna lie that's a big part I feel like of the mental like enslavement part like people with that certain status like even rappers and artists and stuff now it's like it's they're, you're, they're giving like you said an artist said that you're giving the tools to destroy yourself depending on how you use them you can use them to build or destroy pretty much I heard somebody say that and I was kind of like huh makes sense because it's like I give you money I give you the ability to do whatever you want live recklessly and your account's gonna stay full you get in trouble you can either buy an expensive ass lawyer and I can get you off instantly or do a do a couple weekends in jail and then pay you whatever unless you do something idiotic and reckless we're not gonna get into that but you know what I'm saying like having a status vets you from it and have like I said influ- influence and money two things like I said but I do feel like that's the only exception but they you're giving those tools to destroy yourself this episode is giving me a you lot of more that? ideas and stuff I want to talk about but something else that a lot of people don't know well I'm not gonna say a lot of people don't know they don't recognize that there's a lot of racism in the um, music industry for black people too. Chris Brown has talked about that a lot and stuff in his music and just his interviews and stuff. A lot of other people have too, so that could be a Hollywood series one yeah, we talk we'll about. Yeah, we'll say that. I definitely think we should do a movie. But there is yeah. literally racism in every single aspect of our lives, whether yeah. it be a regular everyday person, a teacher, a firefighter, a police officer, like anybody. Like, we all, you know, recognize that it's an issue, but like I said, it's gonna take that change. And something else I wanted to ask you is, since we're talking about Jim Crow versus 21st century, how do you think the movements 
from the different time frames like line up together as far as like civil rights movement versus black lives matter and stuff like that i feel like the oh that's oh that's a good question first of all but okay so i feel i'm gonna start with civil rights movement i feel like theirs was more like driven by the initial one it like it was enough for back then like i feel like this basis was the same but i don't feel like the cause was i feel like back then these people were literally going through this on a day-to-day basis and i couldn't i'm, I'm not going to even compare 100 percent and say that blm is just like civil rights because it's i'm gonna say it's not Only take we, all the other bs yeah. about it out just the movement yeah. in general I mean, them both band movements yes but i'm saying like the source of it like i'm not gonna sit there and say it because i i Knowing what the civil rights movement was based off of, trying to get forward, and this was before any action was taken, like BLM, and that has the same source, which is social injustice, racism, you know, police brutality, and all that. So that's yes, those are what I would say is the only big difference is because the one source was based off of a tragic event, and the other one was based off of a time period trying to literally move together. And they did come together a lot better back then. Like these weren't just like protests that were done i'm not gonna say riots because i hate that term riot when when a group um of colored people or not even colored people let's say when a group of people that have the same opinion gather that should not just be called a riot i think those were protests and they became violent because they were threatened getting threatened and told that they will be you know use excessive force if necessary if they don't want to leave the premises so i'm, I'm going to get a little pumped up about that because I hate people call it rock. You deserve to. Because I didn't like that. So We're black. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't like This that affects us yeah. just as much. We're talking about it because it's like we live it. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So what I'll say the big difference like I said would be literally that the, the BLM movement its basis was based off a of tragic event as we know. Like no matter what somebody's background it is, it's no reason for somebody to use like, that type of excessive force on somebody. The movement itself it, took, it was council, lawyers, you know, churches coming together and all that stuff. With this, that's the only difference that them, the civil rights movement had so much foundation and so many powerful people, figureheads and influences behind it that that's what made that, you know, so iconic because it definitely took us forward and got us to, to a separate level. And then the BLM movie probably was, it, it gave me reminiscent thoughts of the civil rights movement, you know, from hearing how it was back there in history and seeing what we were doing. And this was happening countrywide. And this is, ours is more of a mental yeah. thing. It, it's kind of like we, we're tired of seeing it, man. This all we're used to seeing is, you know, police, police, uh, uniform cameras showing police brutality or, or excessive force use. Like, you just feel like you have to beat on somebody. Uh, of color, honestly, like I'm gonna say, it. like you have to be on somebody of color to feel empowered because they because uh, of a traffic stop and stuff. Like, come on, that man. was something else that was in that Karen movie. They planted drugs in the husband's car while they pulled him over and then arrested him. And that's been stuff that's happened too. But oh, yeah. um, my opinion is very similar to yours. Um, I think civil rights movement was something that they stood behind because they were living in it number one they were going out literally risking their lives um being you know having dogs um thrown at them and stuff the um what is it called the fire hydrants actual bullets and stuff like being arrested beating up and that's why i say i feel like they had more fire behind them because they were living in the moment while trying to protest against it Black Lives Matter is like the 21st century version because 
there is still stuff going on however it's just those random you know spirits of stuff happening because the only thing that's keeping racist people from messing with us is laws and regulations and stuff yeah. now yeah but back then i feel like it was something that they stood by because like they needed change in that moment that was life pretty much for them yeah and that's why i say what happened back then i just feel like it something got re-sparked in somebody that made them do be because i was like at the end of the day people and then this is gonna be a this would definitely be something for another we had already had a blm episode uh last season i believe or this is yeah was it first season actually mm-hmm. yeah so pretty much i just feel like people need to understand a little bit of that we're not going to dive into it because of course this is a part of i'm going to say black here's to be honest talking about black lives matter but i'll just say a little bit about it you don't have to be pro one race versus another to have an understanding of the concept of life all you know people just need to hear is not telling you to praise one thing more than other because when people have their own separate religious beliefs there's not an all-out war about that people just say okay you believe in that that's fine so it should not be that much hard hardening of your um, other racist hearts when they hear people say BLM. It's not saying, again, what the old saying was when it first came about. It's not saying your life doesn't matter. It's just saying Black Lives Matter as well. It's not disincluding nobody like just because you mentioned it one. That's yeah. why I, I like to say that all the time because it is it is serious. Like the, the world is, we're going through enough as a as a people in general. Like not even just separating it between whatever right now just in general just think about what the world as like you know a country we're going through like you know the financial system is breaking down right now we got the covid pandemic which it doesn't look like it's making any headway you know if you know you see those numbers you look at what's going on out here it's not even enough time to be considering trying to be racist or hard-hearted or something still in this time and day so yeah yeah <laughs> and like you said i'm gonna add on to that my simple definition of black lives matter is all lives cannot matter until our lives matter too pretty much you can't say all lives matter when that's going when black lives are included (laughs) like that's what your statement is saying everybody matters and our statement is saying but don't forget about us though don't say it matters in in all which is include everyone and then turn around and get mad because we want you to make sure you understand that that means including black lives that's literally what that is so people need to soften up their hardened hearts about you know indifferences in and start to understand because it's not something to fear. It's not like a world takeover. It's literally hey, it's the white flag. Like look, our lives matter too. We're tired of seeing the same cycle of hate and injustice over the last hundred, two hundred, three, or however long it's been going on, four hundred yeah. years, whatever. And don't disinclude the history just because it's history. It's still a part of things that happen in today. So. You think about it. Slavery may not be at the forefront, but like you said earlier, the first part of it, so mental enslavement is a true statement. And I wanted to just touch on that for the last few minutes of our podcast, guys, before we wrap up. So I say mentally enslaved and breaking chains because I keep on hearing this over and over again. Why can't y'all just move past it? It happened so many years ago. And listen, that how are you gonna first of all bring us over here against our own fucking will and then tell us to get past something that you did to us like that just doesn't make any fucking sense to me okay well like and and that's what's crazy like are you gonna tell jewish people to get over the um holocaust 
No, <laughs> not at all. They it would be no. people no. having passing out and doing all types of weird shit if we even said anything close to that. Like, do you remember the Holocaust? Yeah, you remember slavery? Yeah, it wasn't much different. I'm gonna say it definitely was not. It definitely was not different. Yeah, they they we we just matter of fact, my first time was going to the, the Holocaust Museum here. Well, I went to the one in DC. I'm not saying no, I'm it was my yeah. first time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it was my first time we went. So, but if you haven't yeah. went to that, guys, definitely do check that out as well. We definitely we were supposed to do an episode about that. Um, mm-hmm. maybe that could be something for this season as well, but. You can't tell somebody, a group of people, yeah. to get over something as big as slavery. Like we bring it and put myself, but I keep telling people with they with people with other races that are seeing that type of thing fail to realize it. It's not like we're saying we were back there in that time. We're just saying stuff like that doesn't just go away. It's not like you're holding on to it, but it's still remnants of it and lingers today, like you said. You can't physically go out on the street and beat somebody just because you don't like the way they look now. That's the only thing. I mean, you can, but there's repercussions. What we're talking about and mm-hmm. like how the way they were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're talking about the way they were doing it like back in the day. Like, oh, you you looked at a white woman. Like, even, um, what? Come on, even in, what's that movie with Denzel Washington and the football team? Uh, you remember the Titans? Yeah, yeah even in Titans. that, yeah. that's like one of, one of my favorite movies. They yeah, show racism yeah. in that movie yeah. too. Yeah, but that, you know, that's how athletics always been. Well, we started the podcast on some of athletics, of course. But mm-hmm. We know how that goes. Like pretty much, I'm saying is I don't I don't think when people keep saying get over, they they look at it as not even having no concern or understanding of the situation. That's all that we say is look at it from the eyes of somebody that has to live with being of that same culture and racial, you know, background or descent. We they would never know that. until they walk in our shoes. I'm gonna say, but we don't want I to, still on a but, daily basis get funny looks because yeah. of, you know, my skin tone, my hair. Yeah. Like and it's like I don't even it's ingrained in me to not pay attention anymore right. because I'm so used okay. to it. But it shouldn't have to be like yeah, that. And it sucks. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a silent one with that. So you know, like you know, looks and I, stuff we get. Oh, like yeah, when we I, go I to just, fancy you, places, you get, and you, stuff. get you get the vibes, and you get like the you know, and then even if it's like the look, and then you catch the person looking, it's kind of like, come on, bro. Like this, we're not we're not in this town anymore. It's not that hard to afford a nice meal anymore. Like um, <laughs> one of our you know. our, our favorite restaurants, Magianos, yeah. they had a um, report. It was like sometime last year that. They were supposedly segregating black people mm-hmm. from white people in one of the restaurants in Texas, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like they were putting all the black people in the back. And then, you know, the crowded tables in Magianos, like that part. Yeah. And letting all the white people and everybody else basically sit in, in the nicer seats. Oh, no. Okay. So I didn't know that was. See, but it's stuff like that. Like those state laws are something too. And that's Ain't why no. I say it's going to take a lot more time. Like you said earlier too. It's going to take a lot more time for change because state laws can prevent stuff as well. Because if the, it's owned by like yeah. a small business owner, they like can do can what they want. Franchise it and do whatever. Yep. Because like I think it was a mixed couple. The that's girl was up. black and her boyfriend was like white. And. He was like, I don't understand why you're making us sit here or whatever, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it was something big on yeah, social okay. media. But there's that, still stuff sure. like that going on. And it's sad. It is really sad. Like I said, I honestly, we, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak on the term of this. I speak so 
sternly on this topic mainly because I want change. I want people to be able to come together. Like, I'm not one of the type of people to sit there and say, oh, I got white friends type thing. Like I said, I've always been a general, cool, laid-back person. I don't have any bias to, towards anybody, your decisions, your preference in life, whatever. But it's just sad to still see that if everything else that's going on and what's trying to be pushed and accepted now can be done, why is it taking so long for, you know, what's happened over the years to the minorities, like, you know, black and African-American people, you might as well say, black and brown African-American people, you know, in general, like, it shouldn't take that long to accept, you know, change has to happen in order for things to progress forward. You can't hold on to old lineage of things that happened hundreds of years ago, leading into now, like, in a way that you're going to keep bringing it forward. So when you say you, we can get over that, you know, that's saying also that you guys, whoever is, Still holding on to those old races and social injustice ways. They want us to go back. Well. They want us to just go back <laughs> to know, Africa. Just get over it. Like you saying, us get over it. Well, you get over being that way, and then we will get over that too. Because as long as we still see it happening now, today, it's going to still stay in our mind. Oh, this is what we're dealing with still. And <laughs> I say know? that because, like, it'd be the same one saying that they have white friends and they have white neighbors telling us to go back to Africa. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's... You had a situation with that before, too. <laughs> yeah. So, like, oh, we've yeah. all not, ran not into situations that... I don't even want to get into that crap, <laughs> man. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I can if you want to bec- before we... Before we uh, I mean, this off. is, like, a episode that I knew was going to be longer, guys. Because yeah, there's I mean, so many can, different things we can say, but well, can I've you, witnessed it before... I mean, if you want to, he's witnessed it before like yeah i could i could i get overshadowed a little bit pretty much you know in a in a walmart store out in um her hometown and you know uh guy rolls up to me on in a power chair he's gonna roll up to I mean, you i'm sorry but like he did because he was <laughs> well he was in a uh like one of those power scooters like chair things whatever i'm sorry Motorized i don't mean to laugh y'all it's just the way that he yeah, said it's it. the way that this stuff happened man it was like i had on a um uh, Boise State. Uh, I'm not a fan of Boise State, but I like blue. So she got me a hoodie like Boise State, whatever. And I know that's like Kentucky, right? So I, I think, think it was. So. I think it was something. He was no, he said like Kentucky bluegrass. But anyway, so I'm walking down the aisle, you know, trying to just find something quick to grab it and go meet her back at a few hours up with her. We was with her. Uh, we, was, we went to the store. Yeah, just went to Walmart to get something to go back to the house. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. The guy like, I was going to say, like, no, we weren't with my mom. Yeah. Because if uh, she yeah, was there, that wouldn't have went down like that. that. Yeah, before we got to the house. Yeah. So, pretty much, a guy rolls up. He's like, oh, man, Boise State. That's crazy. He said, that's good, man. He said, um, how'd you get into school like that? First kind of thing. That's like the said, first red flag now, right there. And I was kind of like, I was kind of like, what you guys Oh, no, man. I said, I don't go there. It's just a hoodie, man. And so, pretty much, you know where those conversations go. It always starts with, like, the trying to, they try to fill you out or stand off with you. I don't get it. But he was kind of like saying, like, yeah, man, it's crazy. People, you know, you play any sports, and he started talking about that. He started mentioning the whole spill with, uh, like, you know, the the, the, the kneeling thing with Colin Kaepernick and mm-hmm. talking about the Donald Trump, how he spoke on it, and was like, you know, it's crazy. If you can't agree with the laws of America, why don't you just go back to Africa? And he said this, and I was like, now, this wasn't towards me, but he wanted, I guess, my broad opinion because, for one, I had on the Boise State hoodie, which is football team. So, he wanted to see probably what my stance was. I realized that now, a few years later, but I'm like, yo, like, did That's this guy you... really just say, oh, y'all, I'm Africa? sorry. I might seem very common so, collected on the podcast, but that wouldn't have went down like so, that if I was there. 
So pretty much, I, I, you know, I wasn't gonna even want to tell anybody. I was just gonna kind of like brush it. But then it's like, man, now I was like, wow. If I went, like, I didn't go off of him. I just kind of like giggled up because I didn't even know what to say. It was like, man, someone was you so were bold. caught off yeah, guard. Yeah, somebody was so bold enough to actually roll up to me and say that. Based off of that whole situation with Colin Kaepernick, as we spoke on last week, you know my opinion on that. That has not changed. It was not different back then, and it will not be different now. Because literally, like I said, that guy saying that to me lets me know, like, man. You ho- you're hoarding so much hate in your heart that you literally saying somebody literally go back somewhere that they won't try to leave in the first place. See, that's <laughs> I see, y'all. I'm so used to the shit. I know what exactly what he meant. That's what you call a closet racist right yeah. there. Because he tried to the first red flag that I said is how did you get into that school? Yeah. Why did why would you ask me why how would, did I get into the school? Oh, I applied. Like you don't like he first of all, he couldn't believe that a black person was black able to get state. into such a school like that. <laughs> such a prestigious school. Yeah. I don't even think that's on the list of prestigious <laughs> it's schools. Not. It's definitely and number two the fact that he said the thing about Colin Kaepernick and going back to Africa, yeah. he didn't want to fully direct it at you, yeah. but he wanted to make get his point across. Because he asked about the entire situation, like how, like, and I wasn't trying to ask me how it felt, but you know, him mentioning it, I guess he was trying to get a trigger, but I'm like, closet races. Yeah, but I was kind of like scratching <laughs> my head, but it's sad, man. I said stuff like that in the world, and this was only like I said three to four years ago, like four years ago, maybe four. Four or five years ago, probably, but when you go back to yeah. my hometown, it's basically like you're in the yeah. 1900s, yeah. But it's so sad. it don't so even matter. I'm definitely <laughs> hoping for change and improvement. Like I said, this conversation again was definitely based off of us, you know, mentioning some good, of course, but also still want to shed light on stuff that was happening lead to us. But we just talked about everything today, kind of because it, it all does, it, it all, all does, connects, yeah. It's, it's all connected, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I just wanted you to share that story, yeah, and crazy. I share share the story about me growing up and stuff like yeah. that, just to let them know that we have also dealt with this. Like I've been dealing with it my whole life. I still deal with it today, especially with me having a mixed nephew. That's another subject, but it's like honestly, I'm a realist, so I feel like racism is never going to get to a point that is fully changed because the whole chain of feeling that way is going to be ingrained in families for generations to come yeah it's just the new generation stepping up to make the change that's going to make a difference and that's got it and that's going to take i'm going to tell you why that will definitely take more time simply just adding on to that what you said only because if it's with throughout that lineage of that family it's very hard for people that want to make changes to stuff like how you said you had your friends you said oh i know they're like that but they not like that. They actually made that change in mm-hmm. that decision for themselves to not say, I'm going to hate X, Y, Z just because of the color of their skin or the way their hair looks or something like that. You know, they, they But they, they do yeah. spiteful stuff. Oh, I yeah. had a friend that, oh, my white friend, I love her. She um got married to a black guy on purpose just to piss her parents off. <laughs> it wasn't just because of that. It was yeah. because they actually dated. They but... Did, but they probably <laughs> want to see her take that next step. Yes. That, yeah, and she so. says she did that to make change yeah. in her family because she didn't want the racism to be passed on generation to generation. I'm not saying that's a justification. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the only reason she got, married a black man, but that I, was one of the reasons. No, I know what you mean, but I'm saying, like, I get what you're saying. Like, the the that's not a her doing that isn't like the you know the, the cover of the band put a band over it. it's like it is not just the only way to stop that either 
you can change within yourself too. So yeah, I get what you're saying, but yeah, you can change within yourself. You don't have to you do that to you know break the chains of your own you know families whatever feelings or lineage or however that works so i'll say i agree with that 100 but i know people don't yeah you shouldn't marry for breaking your family generational curses or whatever she's a crazy yeah. girl anyway it don't matter yeah. but, but um, yeah. you go ahead yeah so that's what i mean when i say breaking the chains it's like it's gonna take you know a while and something that i wanted to do um, since we dedicated this episode of Black History Month, is I just wanted to kind of shout out some of the names um, to basically say say my name, remember them. If you can think of any, you can say, I would say Breonna Taylor, Amato Berry, Trayvon Martin, which he actually just got his own street named after him. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, parents are standing by it. I'm trying to think of some more people. Sandra Bland. Yeah. Uh, was it Michael Brown? Mm-hmm. And please, guys. Frank, um, is it Frank Castell? Yes, do your research because yeah. there are a lot of names that aren't set on oh, TV yeah. and stuff yeah. that, you know, situations that have happened that don't really get catch in the media. Yeah. So we're saying the more popular ones, but there are so many names. The list goes on. You can definitely just Google, you know, situations and stuff, and they'll come up. There's a lot of GoFundMe accounts and stuff you can donate to for the families of, you know, passed away victims and different things like that. And did you want to add anything else on like that? Something quick. Please just inform yourself. Be, be more open to change and realize that times are different and things don't have to continue to be a cycle. And that's all I got to say. But other than that, um, once again, you can catch this episode. Um, it will be posted live. Um, we have one more episode next week for the last week of Black History Month. And then we'll kind of be jumping back into our regular scheduled program. But um, follow us on IG and Twitter at BOFS Podcast. Um, send us some, you know, tweets, questions, and we look forward to doing the next episode. Once again, this is Aja. And this is Amara. Catch you all in the next one. Thanks.